It's the Contracting Handbook Podcast update number two. Now broadcasting in over 65 countries, making my mama proud. You should always make your mama proud. Welcome to the Contracting Handbook Podcast, a podcast for how to run a small contracting company. Whether you're a general contractor like me, or a trade contractor, starting fresh or been in business for years, here's all the stuff you never knew you'd have to know before you started your contracted business with the man who's seen it all, your host, Mike Kinoki. That's me. Good morning. It's Monday. What are you doing today? You got a plan? Anyway, it's Mike Kinoki. I'm back at my stand-up desk to talk at you. The last topical episode, we were talking about defining your company from the start and making strides to get the kind of work you want to be doing, how you're perceived publicly, and even company name. There's still a lot more to talk about there, a lot more to think about um, because it's personal. You as the contracting business owner add your personal touches based on your values and personality, which really reflects on your company and certain types of contractors attract certain types of clients. What are you doing to attract clients? What is it that attracts clients to you? I will delve deeper into this when we discuss branding your contracting company, but giving it some thought now will get ideas going in the back of your mind. And uh, I heard this next quote in another podcast uh, at some point a couple months ago when I was on vacation. And and it was very succinct and stated something I've known but never really known how to put into words or never thought about putting into words. But it's, uh, everyone is not your client. And uh, I'm stealing their quote because it's it's awesome. Uh, Everyone is not your client. And if you've been doing this for a while, you know what I'm talking about. But if you haven't, you know, think about the characteristics of what you want in a client. Things like, most importantly, do they do the kinds of projects you want to be doing? Do they want to do this kinds of projects that you want to do? You know, it's the old conundrum of taking jobs you don't want to do because there's an opportunity. Are you going to put a roof on a house when you'd rather be remodeling a bathroom? All the roofers say, yeah, yeah. Are you going to be fixing broken toilets and clogged pipes when you'd rather be sweating new supply lines and gluing up waste lines? So everyone is not your client. And then moreover, do they have experience working with other with contractors in the past? Do they have a plan? Uh, do they seem to trust you or seem trustworthy? Uh, do they take care of their home? Can they pay for the project? I mean, having... The client having enough money is important, but sussing out tire kickers right away is important is more important because the tire kickers will take all your time and never spend a dime. And and I'll talk about them later too. because um, they're everywhere. So everyone is not your client, and you're gonna start thinking about who is. 
And while you're thinking about that, um, it's going to come back to the kind of work you want to be doing. And that depends on what kind of contract you want to be. They go hand in hand. Uh, and what type of contractor you choose will also dictate the size and scope of the projects you're able to handle. You know, if you're a handyman, a one-man show, you can handle small remodels like kitchens and baths. But if you want to do full-scale renovations down in the studs, you know, you're going to be have, have to be a contractor with employees and subs. Uh, you, 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 if, if you're a general and you're doing stuff down the studs, you've got to have employees. You've got to be able to send someone over to, to do pickup on on uh, little details when your subs are over there and they need something done they need a carpenter stat and then but it still applies even if you're a trade contractor because you get into these bigger jobs and you need a guy pulling wire you need a guy sweating pipes or gluing stuff up while you're running ahead uh, they're drilling holes whatever then you move beyond renovations and uh just manage projects. You can be a contractor with only subs or, you know, or especially trade contractor. Design build firms, big commercial. I don't know about that stuff. That's, that's, uh, I've been hired by a design build firm, but, uh, that is an area of, of uh, business organization that I'm not really not familiar with. So, uh, I will be interviewing some folks who are though in upcoming shows. So we can all learn something from them. Uh, if that's not enough, you know, you have to set the goals for your company um, and how they correspond to your personal goals. While you're considering the scope, because you, you're going to need a certain amount of income to grow your company. So you're going to want to write down your short term and long term goals and revisit them often so you can modify and reflect as your market and client base evolve. For me, it was equipment that made my business more efficient, like a telehandler for getting materials up on a roof or just getting materials off the delivery truck and getting them all organized on the job site. Dump trailers, a few tr more trucks, new tools, upgrading, and so on. What is yours? It's, everybody's different. Everybody's running their business differently, and there's no, there's no blueprint Kind of the point of the show is to is to get us uh, a guide, and then um, that's me waving my hands and hitting my mic stand. And your personal goals: what are you spending, saving, and where can you trim? And are you living beyond your means? All personal choice. Uh, there are lots of shows on construction financing and lots of books, and we'll get some of those guys on here too. Um, I've done well for what I do with mine, but I am not the finance guy in terms of the structure that these, uh, that these, um, you know, profit for contractors guys are and, and, uh, we will visit them. So I realize these first few episodes are kind of a shotgun blast of ideas I know there are people that will listen and think he's overthinking this or what the heck is he thinking? But based on the interview so far, I know I'm not alone in really taking a hard look at myself and business from the outside. What do you think? Tell me in the comments. 
shoot me an email, leave me a rating and review of the show. I can take it. I'm not done talking about defining your company. There'll be more in the next episode. Uh, right now, I want to give a shout out to my friend Maggie Metz in Frenchtown, New Jersey, who sent me a bulleted text immediately after listening to my intro. She loved hearing about my interviewing my mother in the sixth grade in the introduction, but pointed out that the music in the daily intro was drowning out my voice. I need to balance that out. And I did. So thank you, Maggie. Miss you, girl. Okay, that's all I got. Later. Thanks for listening today, you guys. If you found value in the content, please consider leaving a review on iTunes, a rating on Spotify, or if you're in the Android world, a rating on my website. Alternatively, take a snapshot of the episode you just listened to on your phone or a picture of it from your car stereo and post it on Instagram and tag me in your stories. When you leave a review, tell me where you're reviewing from and I'll give you a shout out on the podcast. Thanks for listening and whatever you do every day, remember at the end of the day, it's your legacy. So build a legacy that matters. That's all I got. Later. Later.